0: when you're smiling hey you bubbly sparkling water is crisp refreshing and perfect for any occasion kind of like my voice but in a can no calories no sweeteners all smiles bubbly crack a smile hey guys john here i just want to talk about something for a minute we actually have a patreon up Right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shout outs on the main f- uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all Access Documentary Series Review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go on ahead, subscribe to the Patreon, we hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye. Go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have Charlie with me and Joe. Hello, to everybody. Hello. And, for tonight, hey. and we're actually, okay. actually going to be doing a little bit uh movie news and stuff like that. We got some Deadpool news, we got some Kings of uh, Newark that just got delayed again for the release date. And then we also have some other stuff that Netflix dropped. So let's go on ahead and get into this whole entire thing here. And not only that, but Kevin Feige also dropped some news as well. Uh as far as what he wants to do with the Avenger, with everything that's going on with the Netflix universe and stuff like that. So with further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. So Charlie, <laughs> with the uh okay. So with the first
1: uh <laughs> For the first lineup of news, what do we have? Okay, so if the mask is any indication to all our fellow reviewers, Um, Deadpool, the first set of news is all about Deadpool. It's pretty much Kevin Feige just revealed that Deadpool 3, it will be set in the MCU and confirms the R rating. It was just after two months ago, after seeing the Bob's Burgers alumni, alums, uh, the Mullenix sisters, as the writers for the highly anticipated third installment in the Ryan Reynolds front of the franchise Kevin Feig has confirmed in an interview of Collider that Deadpool 3 will not only be set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but will keep the R-rating tone of the first two films. He says it will be rated R, and we're working on a script right now, and Ryan Ryan's overseeing a script right now. It will not be filming this year. Ryan is a very busy, very busy, very successful actor. We got a number of things we already announced that we have to make. Um, But it's exciting for it to have begun again, a very different type of character in the MCU. And Ryan's in his force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring the character to life.
0: Okay, so I like the fact that they are going to end up, in fact, having it for Reddit R because you actually do need to have Deadpool for Reddit R because that's who Deadpool is. Having him anywhere other than uh, Reddit R just doesn't do it for me. I'm actually glad that Disney's like, you know what. We profited off of him being rated R before we took over with uh, 20th Century Fox, and now we have to actually carry that over with us. So I think this is actually a smart move with them. And I think that this is actually a smart move because, of course, you know, you can actually make your money back and everything with Deadpool being rated R. I'm not saying that you can't do that with it being PG 13, but it's just more fitting that way. And having him rated R is just who he is, it's the character, it's what he represents. And everything. And I also feel like too, like you actually do need to actually have him in this world as a radar character, because that's how, how we actually know him by. So well how does this news... Of course, I know Charlie, I don't know how you feel. <laughs> but, <laughs> and hi, Cassie, I'm glad that you were able to join us tonight. So, and same thing with you, Tara, as well. I'm glad that you were able to join us. So, with further ado, uh, Joe, what when you hear about Deadpool and being rated R, and they're continuing the rated R legacy that they actually have with the first two films, what does that mean to you?
2: Well, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. I mean, Deadpool to me is like a huge, huge comic relief. But Ryan Reynolds, he's the best actor for that role. But joining the MCU, I mean, it's hard to see you know Deadpool in another in another Avengers movie. You know what I mean? I mean, because, I like, he, he's he, he's such uh he's such a huge comic relief. Like, we thought Spider-Man jumping in, you know, in that plane scene, being like, hey, guys, what's up? You know, it was a little bit funny. But he's, like, he's off the charts with this. So, I mean, seeing that, like, there's some rumor talking about how uh, Ant-Man could kill Thanos going up his ass. Like, <laughs> Deadpool would actually do that. You know what I mean? It's like right, bringing that into... No Marvel, that's that's going to be a big turn. You know, it's going to be a huge. I think a huge turn. Like, I don't know if the audience is ready for that, but I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, what do you think about it? More on it.
1: (laughs) I mean, come on, the mask is pretty obvious. I love the. I mean, (laughs) not change Deadpool. Deadpool would find a way to cuss in an MCU movie anyway, and. Even though the art, oh hold on, this, bleh, sorry. The uh, it's it's like the uh, they didn't just dis- describe how they're going to implement him yet. But I think I think if they're doing a standalone Deadpool movie, then I think that's what they're that's what mm-hmm. I think they're talking about that they're doing R rated. And then when he's interacting with the other Avengers, they'll probably implement him in into some capacity. But then again, like, like I think I think there there can be two ways to have Deadpool. I mean, if you're doing a straight Deadpool movie, which is all like which Disney has said they do it, and I think they own Miramax and they do R-rated movies like all the time, if they're still available, I could see how they're going to be able to make this work. Um, and I, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, you cannot have like, if you're doing Deadpool movie, you have got to have Reynolds involved. I mean, he would not be okay with what's going on if they didn't ask him first. And right. the quote Ryan Reynolds did on the tweet. He says, "Oh, I showed the I showed the uh, Kevin Feige and the producers. I showed them Spider-Man 1 and 2 and told them, "Hey, this is Deadpool 1 and 2."
0: <laughs> I could just see them but, uh, actually flipping tables over at that point whenever <laughs> whenever yeah. he shows them the film. And but, they said he got, know, he got
1: thrown out at Disney, interviewing, "Oh, uh, I'm 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 interviewing for Tony Stark, but they threw me out."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember seeing something like that, you know. But you know what, though? I I would like to actually go this route. Yeah, it's great to actually have them just in the standalone in itself. But like I said, I said this before, I'm going to still commence it again. I think they should just go on ahead and do a Marvel Knights universe and everything and have it where maybe they do it with uh, 20th Century Fox or whatever the uh, name of the Fox uh, company is now and do it underneath that label and have it under... Marvel Knight Studios. And that way we can incorporate Blade. We can incorporate um, Ghost Rider. We can incorporate... What's that? Daredevil.
1: Jessica Jones.
0: Yeah, Daredevil, Mm -hmm. Jessica Jones. The list is just endless whenever it comes down to the Marvel Knights universe. But the good news about Daredevil is he is actually a character that you can actually use for both universes. You can use him for a PG-13 universe. And then you can also use him for a Rated R universe. So... He's very... You can actually do whatever you want with Daredevil, but as far as Deadpool and Blade and also, to Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, to me, those characters actually have to be rated R because that's who they are, and having them in a way that's not fitting to them that we actually know them from it's gonna it makes us feel like as audience goers and also fans look like idiots because of the fact that these are not because the studios would actually be pulling something from under a, under the rug if you would think about it be like okay they won't notice the difference we'll just make this thing with pg-13 and that's it and we'll try and make some profit off of it no that's not what we want we want A rated universe. We want Marvel Knights. We want something that can actually represent these characters. And also, too, Frank Castle, the Punisher, is also another one that belongs in the Marvel Knights universe. He was actually in the comics for Marvel Knights. Same thing whenever you look at Daredevil and everybody else. All those characters are part of the Marvel Knights universe. Uh, Yes, Roxy. Like an adult universe. Yeah. Marvel Knights was actually Ghost Rider. It was actually Blade. Blade entered later on. But then you also had, um, yeah, Jessica Punisher. Jones that joined it, yeah, Punisher and Ghost Rider. You had all those in one universe, and but like I said, you don't actually have to stick to those characters, you can actually add in Deadpool because he actually fits in with those thing, characters, so you can actually keep that flavor, you can keep that R rated flavor that we all like, and have them the way they should be. What do you guys think?
1: I agree. I mean, I think they, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this would be like a perfect, I mean, the, there's some of the stuff that you, they need to be are like blade. I can't see it being PG 13 unless but yeah, it's, mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not a lot going for. I mean, and then there's speculation that they could be doing their own version of Deadpool kills the, uh, the Marvel universe, essentially like that, that, that based off that yeah. comic. But right. Then, and Ed, from
0: what I heard, when I heard about that, though, they want to make it like an animated uh, movie, not like a uh, live action live action movie from that. Which actually works out good for it to actually be uh, an animated film because think of everything that Ryan Reynolds can actually do with Deadpool in an animated world. Yeah, and be R rated. We can have an R rated mm-hmm. animated film just for us. We don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. We had that with the Killing Joke, which we're not even going to talk about, but. As far as Deadpool himself, I would like to, I would actually buy a ticket right now and go and see an R rated Deadpool uh, animated film.
1: FX tried that. They tried to I mean, think I don't know why they canceled it, but it was a uh, I think mean, Donald Glover, he was supposed to be directing and starring in an animated Deadpool for FX and then they just randomly canceled it. I, again, I don't know why, but that that would have been perfect for FX.
2: Well, yeah. I think it also- I mean, could you imagine oh gonna say yeah, could you imagine if it, like actually made an avengers r you know rating film like that would be funny as shit just have freaking uh thor just be like loki you motherfucking idiot <laughs> you, you know what i mean it's just right. like
1: and captain america jumping insane language <laughs>
2: and, then, exactly.
1: and, then they, and then they smack captain america in the face <laughs> he's like bitch don't even talk about this <laughs>
2: That, that'd be funny as shit. Uh, I think they should have an Avengers R and PG thirteen version, like that, that. would just make my day. Right. Samuel Jackson dropping the fucking f bomb n-bomb
1: the yeah, they they I almost let that. him do it at the end of, at Infinity Wars, like right <laughs> when he's turning into like when he, from the blip, he was like mother, and then they just kind of cut him off as soon as he just turned to dust. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is what roxy's uh let's see this is what tara said i agree what you're saying those uh there's some actors who need to stay the type of rated film yep and then roxy says like happy tree gore animated type <laughs> <laughs> i that agree um, <laughs> that's actually pretty cool <laughs> um but no why that uh fx animated show field in the first place mm-hmm. number one you didn't have ryan reynolds voicing deadpool no. you had somebody else voicing deadpool you didn't have yeah. ryan reynolds in the creative room saying this is what my character the character would do this is not what the character would wouldn't do and everything and that's how he was able to pitch deadpool to fox he's like no my character wouldn't do that yes my character would do that and he would chunk this piece of information and everything and keep this in and chunk the other piece of information and keep another piece in because that's actually what Deadpool would actually do. So now he might actually have to do the same thing whenever it comes down to an animated style world. So maybe we can actually have Nick Fury, like Joe said, dropping a motherfucker or anything (laughs) on that nature within the animated world. You can actually probably have that and just for the animation. Everything. Because think of it, it's not going to work in the world that Kevin Feige set up for the MCU and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but mm. it could actually fit into an animated world with that kind of stylistic kind of mm. thing, which I'm sold on. Because we do need an R-rated animated show. We've seen that it works with Harley Quinn, so why not with Deadpool?
1: Yeah, we need another Deadpool video game. I agree,
0: <laughs> with better graphics and not more budget, like he said on the on the video yeah. game. <laughs>
1: Well, Nolan oh, yeah. North, I mean, he, he. I thought Nolan North, North no, uh, Nathan Drake did a fantastic voice for Deadpool. I mean, he definitely got it, like, nailed to the, that. Cool. He's been talking, cool. like, we need another sequel to this Deadpool game. I love that game. I bought that game so many times.
0: <laughs> I still have it. That game is just
1: fun I to play. I have it for the time. I got it for the PS4. I got it the day I saw Deadpool in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> I, I traded in my PS3 copy uh, or PS3 or Xbox copy, and I was able to get a, like got like twenty bucks to trade in for it at GameStop. And it was I put it right towards Deadpool. Like, I think the game was on sale for like forty bucks. <laughs> nice, nice.
2: I, mean, I nice. didn't touch that game at all, but I mean, I probably would download it. Like it's,
1: I mean, it's so fun.
2: Yeah, I'll check it out man
1: if you just uh, want to waste or whatever it's it's great
0: to play or maybe an hour maybe two hours just playing deadpool it's it's great it's just a great little fun game just to yeah. kick back and relax so. was, it's was,
1: cab- and it's got cable in it
2: <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, next topic question mark
1: yeah our next okay. topic is um get speaking on what the uh what joe you were talking about the other um about not Joe, uh, John the other potential Marvel Knight stuff, um, Kevin Feige was asked about the potential arrival of Netflix's Marvel heroes into the MCU um, so they said after reports of Charlie Cox's possible return as Dead Daredevil in the upcoming third Tom Holland-led Spider-Man film, circulated many Marvel fans hopeful hopeful of the prospect of uh, the other Netflix Marvel heroes such as Jessica Jones and Luke Cage might also be making their MCU debuts However, Cox's involvement still remains a mystery as Marvel Studios has yet to make any official announcements about it. And then during a uh, recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Ke- uh, Kevin Feig was asked, okay, and then so he said everything is on is on the board. There, uh, That's the one fun thing about the comics is that these characters would appear and disappear and come and go. All of it is inspiration for the future. There are some great characters. Um, uh... Great characters and actors from the show, and then in 2018, Netflix decided to, for some reason, they decided to cancel all their three Marvel shows: Luke Cage, Fist, and Daredevil. After that, they keep Jessica Jones and The Punisher. Um, surprisingly, this he didn't. The article did not mention Daredevil, uh, the Punisher, which is kind of shocking.
0: Well, here's the thing, right? We after everything that happened with. The, the yeah. recent events that happened over the week and everything, and then they want to actually shut the shit down with uh, the Punisher and everything too, where they want to where people are actually wanting them to shut down all production of the comic books of the Punisher and just cancel the Punisher altogether. The problem is, it's not the comic books that's the problem; it's people's shitty behavior that's actually the problem. Quit blaming. Mm-hmm. Entertainment, quit blaming music, quit blaming uh, everything else that you see and read and you also watch on TV for somebody else's shitty behavior. Take take initiative for what the other person did. He was just a shitty-ass person. These are just shitty-ass people that don't want to take initiatives that saying, hey, look, I'm a shitty person. I did the shitty thing, and that's it. But no, they want to blame comic books. They want to blame video games. They want to blame music. They want to blame TV shows, movies, and everything. It's it's ridiculous. And Mm -hmm. on top of that, you know, I feel like they need to actually have the Punisher in this universe. He fits in with these characters. Do not bow down to what other people are saying and everything. Do your thing. Don't become reactionary. Do your thing. Put the Punisher to where he needs to be. Because that's mm-hmm. where he, where we want him. Now, Iron Fist, on the other hand, I don't know where he would actually fit into this universe. I think he would want more into the MCU round than he mm-hmm. would with this lineup. Because I don't yeah. see him actually in this lineup. I see him more in the MCU lineup before I see him with these other characters interacting with these yeah. characters. And I know everybody's like, well, let's just reboot the Iron Fist character. And I'm like, I'm down just to try and give... Uh, the actor another chance because of the fact it's not the actor's fault he was just doing what was on the pages of a script and reading what was on the pages of the script and what was projected being projected out of his mouth from the script that was the main problem and the direction of each episode was the problem not with the actor so that's just my own opinion but what do you guys think
1: i mean i think like i said i, I'm, I- if I was, uh, if I had to put money, I definitely think Punisher is, they're going to, they're going to continue doing the Punisher because they'd be kind of like, I mean, they keep saying they stop publication on Superman and they make more Supermans. I mean, it's just, I mean, I think the Punisher, yeah. I think the Punisher, is
0: yeah. a different character than what
1: uh, Punisher yeah. is. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but John Berfenau came out and, like, he's, like, he's, like, defending the Punisher character. I mean, he's going out and saying, like, and then he, he's been in punisher mode the whole time and he's he wants to do another one so i mean there's i think it's just it's just going to work in the schedule i think it's just still kind of fresh in people's minds so i think give it some time i, I think the punisher would be it. Would, would they're going to be there's going to be at least some sort of punisher character either in the mcu or on the tv show or something so i'm, I'm i have confidence that we're going to get a punisher um but i mean i i, I mean I didn't like the Iron Fist show. I watched like two episodes mm-hmm. and I went right to the final episode and I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> I actually
0: forced I mean, I, myself through it.
1: <laughs> I couldn't. I'm like, I'm so yeah. tired. My name is Danny Rand on I'm the Immortal Iron Fist. Okay. <laughs> it's like, like a
0: B
2: TV show. They're just like a bad TV show altogether.
1: Yeah. yeah and the, I mean, some of the action was just meh. It wasn't great. I mean, I liked him in the Defender series because that show, that that series was awesome.
2: I mean, do you think if they had a bigger budget, that Iron Fist could be better, or do you think it all comes down just to the acting? You know what I mean?
1: I think it's all of the above: the writing, direction, the the, the fight choreography. I think overall is just a hot mess.
2: I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you.
1: the action sequences because we got Daredevil and that pushed the that pushed the envelope when it come to fight sequences and doing like, and how they shot these action sequences. Daredevil happened. And then, and then how we, Daredevil was, uh, it was like up here. And then Iron Fist came out and it was like, right here. <laughs> the quote Brad Pitt from Moneyball, there's rich teams, there's poor teams, there's 50 feet of crap. Then there's us. They were under like, <laughs> Iron Fist in terms of that, the overall quality was under the 50 feet of crap. The Daredevil was one of the rich teams. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, if I were to make a Daredevil movie, like, majority of the money would be put into fight choreography just because
1: he's blind. Y- yeah. You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> yeah. you
1: know, like, and how they made, how they shot those fight sequences in all three of the seasons, they pushed the, they raised their game every single season. From that hallway fight scene was fantastic in season one. Right. Season two, you got great hallway fight scenes from a hallway fighting down a set of stairs. Outside, like, and then, then outside was like that was all one shot, and how they did it. And don't forget the Punisher sequence. uh, Yep, yep. The Punisher, (laughs) the prison sequence. How they did that? That was that, and then, and then, season three, prison, the whole prison sequence. How they shot that? I think it was at least twenty minutes uh, sequence. How that was all one shot. That was incredible how they did that. And season three was phenomenal. It's such a shame they canceled it. They, they shouldn't because it was a great series.
0: Hmm. Was there anything else that you want to add, though, Joe?
2: Uh, to that, not really. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that, that they're stopping with Luke Cage. I mean, like, I think that'd be pretty cool to see. You know, it's, I right. haven't seen Luke Cage, like, you know, hit mainstream in a long time. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, I really got nothing to add, to be honest.
0: I'll be honest with you, with the Luke Cage series in itself, I felt like the season finale of the first season was underwhelming, especially the whole entire lead up. You actually, he actually takes down the uh, the villain in this before the season even ends, an episode before the season even ends, and everything. It's just, uh, it just is like anticlimactic for me. Same thing with season two, which I didn't even finish. And I was like, I really don't like this whole entire idea of him doing like a reality show about him saving the streets and stuff like that. And then his image is ruined. I'm like, okay, I did not need to sit through 12 or 13 episodes of that. (laughs) Uh, uh, And I had so much high hopes for Luke Cage because of the fact that they got a great actor to play Luke Cage. The way he was introduced to Jessica Jones, I really was rooting for it. And then we got... The stinkers that that followed it, in my in my opinion, but still, I'm I'm all for one but redemption. So if they can actually redeem the story, give us the good qualities and everything, I'm all for it. I'm all for the original uh, actor coming back. I'm fine with that. So you know, give me some more Luke Cage, give me some more Iron Fist or whatever. Give me throw some more stuff at us. You know, I'm perfectly well gamed, but we still need to have uh, D'Onofrio, the guy who plays. Uh, Kingpin to come back. Who plays Fisk? Because I believe yeah, I mean, that he did a really good that, job playing it.
1: I mean, so, yeah. he he chopped the dude's head off with a car. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> come on, I mean, it's, it's like he was perfect for that role. I mean, there's nobody right. else that can play. I mean, Michael Clark Duncan did what he could, but he was right. doing what what the script gave him. Vince, like uh, right. said, he he's perfect as Kingpin. Like, I mean, she's like, he was like that. I mean, we need, and then we need more Bullseye. Bullseye was right. fantastic. Season three, I mean, it's so much better than Colin Furl because you get to see how he became Bullseye. And it's just, he was, he was fantastic. Like I said, like this, how the, the, the show ended on a good note and also let, left the door open. But that was a show that they should not have canceled. They should have just kept that one going. Cause that was like, right. it, it was getting good. I agree. Yeah,
2: speaking about bringing back the same actors, like I, I would kill I would pay extra money for him to bring back Wesley Snipes for freaking blade. Like I like I said, I don't care if he's fat, if he's overweight, like just to see him back in that role, I would pay extra money. Like he owned that shit.
0: You see, I would like to actually see him like this, okay? If they are gonna which they are, they already are passing the reins to somebody else, but I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing Wesley like, Snipes playing Whistler. I wouldn't mind okay. him just trading roles where he plays Wesler and everything, which would actually be more fitting. He can actually help him out and everything. And um, that's, a, that's a perfect way of actually handing the torch over and everything. Yeah. And he, Wesley Snipes can actually just be another character for Blade rather than him just be Blade. So I think that would actually be more fitting if they actually go did that route.
2: Yeah, so, I agree. Like, you know, Kind of like with the same Wonder Woman route, you know how, and then what was it, 1984? You see, you know the past Wonder Woman, uh, what's her name? The you know, Network. in there, yeah, you see her in there. Like it's good, you know, have like a little cameo or something, you know, just to include him back in.
1: I mean, he's been on Twitter, like posting like crazy stuff about how he's always, he, will, he will always be played. I mean, just <laughs> some sweet stuff. I mean, it's just funny seeing that. I'm like. I think I think they got a plan. I think he's going to be involved somehow. They just they're just not ready to announce it yet because we haven't seen what Marisha Ali looks like as Blade. We haven't seen any character images. We just seen the title. That's all we've seen. I think okay. once we get closer, we might get more information. But you know, I mean, I mean, if we're just, if we're doing the multiverse of I I could see Wesley Snipes being Blade in somehow. No,
0: that's okay. a cool shit. So, all right, so what do we have next?
1: Okay, this is uh, another article. I'm like, I didn't know this was, like, McConaughey was even on a TV show. But anyway, he's, his TV show, Redeemer, is no longer moving forward at FX. Um, and then this was, uh, it's been almost a year since FX granted a script to series commitment to the reunion project of True Detective alumni. Nick uh, Pizzoladio and Matthew McConaughey, titled Redeemer. Now, to Hollywood uh, reporter Breen's word, that the development of the thriller drama series has been permanently halted and is no longer moving forward at FX. Um, Netflix' decision to cancel Redeemer was due to the Oscar winning actor's sudden exit from the project. Outlight um, sources also note that the P- Pizzatos is currently in negotiations to have an early exit from his overall deal with FX Productions and 20th Television. Um, and the show was supposed to star McConaughey as a minister turned uh dissolute security guard who searched for a missing woman in Texas leads him through a corruption stepped criminal conspiracy at his past and present as his past and present impact and, and entwine around a mystery of escalating violence and deceit.
0: So I'm gonna let Joe uh take this one. So yeah, I can't
2: think? see it, <laughs> I just can't see it. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Matthew McConaughey in a TV series at all. You know what I mean? Like, he's... Go ahead. I have, though. Uh, true Detective. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, when I think of Matthew McConaughey, like, all I think is in my mind is just, like, surfer guy. All right, all right, all right. You, you know what I mean? It's like... Right. It, right like, he's he typecast to me as that actor. You know, the explorer, you know, action-adventure. Seeing seen him as detective. I I can't really see, but you know, I mean, hell, maybe he does do a good job of it, or you know, as a true detective, as you said, but um, yeah, to be honest, I haven't heard anything about the Redeemer, so I can't really further comment to be honest with you guys.
1: Same here, I've never heard of the show until this, something like that. No, he was, I think it was obviously because the show probably was going to get canceled anyway because there was not much. Per, um, publicity for it in terms of from fx's perspective i mean they've been they haven't pushed it out there i mean this is the first i've heard of there's even a show of mcconaughey in it to be honest
0: <laughs> you see with me i was like okay first off lincoln lawyer with Matthew mcconaughey was really good he gave a really good performance in the lincoln lawyer which actually showed me okay he's he's more than just a dude that can just show off his abs and be in rom- rom-com movies and he can actually be more than that, all right, all right, and selling on Lincoln and <laughs> stuff like that. I think that, you know, they saw something with the Lincoln lawyer or saw something outside of that realm, and even with True Detective, and be like, you know what? He's got the acting chops. Let's try and see if we can actually get him to be on this FX show. And I think with the streaming services now, I think that you don't need to actually have FX. You can go with HBO Max. You can go with Netflix. You can go with um, Hulu, Prime. The The whole entire thing is just endless of the possibilities of where they can actually go to. So, and you know what, even though this is the first time I actually heard about the show actually happening or not happening and just the plot line in itself, it makes me excited that there was some talks about him doing something in the dramatic Roles and stuff like that, and him doing that and also giving it onto the screen and doing it on a smaller screen. I'm all for it. I mean, I like Matthew McConaughey, I thought he did a good Lincoln Lawyer. Like I said, he did another uh diamond, um, he also did, he won diamond an Academy Wars. Award for yeah, Dallas Buyers Club, which he won in the Academy Award. So, you know, we have the McConaughey and everything. And I think that, you know, we're not going to see the end of Matthew McConaughey with this thing. I think we're going to probably see more news maybe three or four months from now saying that maybe they signed a deal with HBO Max or some of the other streaming services. But for FX, just to go ahead and drop it like that and everything, and there's other places that they can go. They don't actually have to go to FX. So that's just my little two cents. Uh, So what else do we have?
1: All right, the next set of news was uh to all you Soprano fans out there is the, the many Saints of New York, which is the prequel like the prequel movie to the Soprano series, has uh been officially delayed to the fall of twenty twenty-one. Um audience uh, so accordingly it will open up on September twenty-fourth, twenty twenty one. It's an entire year after initially planned. Um so yeah, and then which is being developed by New Line Cinemas and released by Warner Brothers, which probably also means come out same time so it's going to be on hbo max so all you hbo max subscribers um so um david chase who created the sopranos wrote the script with Lawrence connor alan taylor another veteran of the prestige prestige crime drama is directing the many states of new york um so the the film is set uh, set in the explosive era of the new uh, new york New York uh, riots, when rival gangsters began to rise up and challenge the all powerful DeMeo crime family's hold over the city. Michael Gandolfini will portray a younger version of Tony Soprano, the fictional mob boss who made f- who made famous by his late father, James Gandolfini. The cast includes uh, Alessandro Navallo, Leslie Odom Jr., John Berfinal, uh Billy Magnesium, and Ray Liotta. So, um, yeah. Okay.
0: As a diehard Sopranos fan as I am, I'm excited for this. I'm glad that they're still. doing a prequel film. Uh, John Bernthal playing Christopher Maltasanti's uh, father is oh, a great okay. casting choice. I nice. love that casting choice because they even look similar. If you actually put Michael Imperioli and put John Bernthal side by side together, they can actually pass for father and son if you actually Mm -hmm. think about it. And to me, I think that's fantastic. Also having James Gandolfini's son being a young Tony Soprano and everything is just fantastic. David Chase coming on board to direct, that makes me even more excited. As a matter of fact, on Collider.com, I remember reading the article and everything, they did say that this is going to be released on HBO Max. and So uh, that makes me even more excited. Yeah, Because I'm actually doing an after show for The Sopranos. So what better way for me to go on ahead and actually uh, go on ahead and just take a break from actually the series and then just review the prequel. And I like the whole – you know what? The look kind of looks different than what we normally get from The Sopranos from the 1999 version and stuff like that. But of course it's going to look different because it's supposed to take place between the 1960s or 70s or somewhere around that timeline. So, of course, the hairstyle is going to look different. The uh, the fad with the bell-bottoms and everything else is going to look, look like that because it's a prequel series. Everybody's like, well, I'm not too fond of the hairstyle. It looks like a wig. But still, the whole entire way thing of me thinking of this, I'm just happy that we're actually getting some form of The Sopranos onto HBO Max, and it's actually going to be a prequel story by David Chase. That's what I'm mostly sold on. And John Bernthal being Christopher Maltisanti's uh, uh, bother. So, Joe, what do you think about this?
2: I mean, I think it's awesome. Like, especially if you're not a Sopranos fan, it's perfect for you to dive into because it is a prequel series. You know, it's like you can get hooked on it from, you know, before The Sopranos, like the complete beginning. So, you know, it's perfect for anyone who you know hasn't seen The Sopranos, you know, perfect for the younger audience. You know, they can dive into it and get a taste for it. And if they like that, yeah, you know, they can watch the actual Sopranos afterwards. You know what I mean? So, like me personally, um, you know, I I never uh, got into the Sopranos. I call myself a movie lover, but uh, yeah, it's like it's perfect for me too because, like, now it's an opportunity. Okay, you know, I never really got into it. Now you know, I can start from the prequel, and you know, see oh, if this way. is something that is my niche. You know? But, yeah, Charlie, what do you think about it?
1: Yeah, huh. I think it's great. I mean, I've been, I've been, I mean, ever since how the, the show ended, I've been looking for something like, all right, like I said, the, so the, the prequel series is kind of nice. Um, it's a fortunate that James Gandolfini passed away because I was really hoping they do uh, a, a series, like kind of like a revival series, what they're doing with Dexter to remedy what happened at the ending of that because that needed to be, that they need to address that because that is something I'm like, that that's what started... The hit, the r- really bad series finale endings for me it was that show. It st- it's the show's kicked off and got people on HBO, and they got people pissed off because of the way they end it, and that's what this led to the, the vicious cycle of great shows, horrible endings.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing I do remember actually, is that okay, ending. So.
0: Oh, go ahead. Uh, Going ahead, Charlie. What's the, uh, what's we you know. up for the next one?
1: All right, the next one is the last one we have, and this is this is a doozy. Um, on Tuesday, um, Netflix released a, tra- a, a, a trailer. Essentially, it wasn't then a, a trailer is mentioning all of the movies that they're going to be having coming out practically every week for the whole year. Essentially, in in each month of all their movies, so essentially it's like seventy some movies, and. Some of the movies that they have released, um, um, and we'll go into details, um, is like how they got some of these cast make cast members for these movies is just like phenomenal. Like they like this, uh, this article breaks them down into separate sections. So for the action movies, you get we got Army of the Dead, which is the Zack Snyder zombie heist movie with Dave Bautista, which is going to be great. Yeah, this I'm movie called A Wait. Yeah, you have this movie called Awake, um, and then the article does not mention details, so I had to look them up myself. Um, I didn't get it for every single one of these movies, but if there's something, if it's interest, I can look it up. We can do it on notice. Um, we have a movie called Awake, so it stars Jennifer Jason Lee, and Gina Rodriguez. So essentially, this, the summary is, after a devastating global event wipes out all electronics and eliminates people's ability to sleep, a former soldier may have found a solution with her daughter. That's intriguing. Yeah. And then um, so essentially, John, you're talking about when we we're talking about Birds of Prey, you're hoping for more uh, Huntress. Well, yeah, this is not a it, it, we, we, it's not in a Huntress movie, but essentially it's a movie called Kate. And it stars the actress that played Huntress in the movie, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. So it stars her and Woody Harrelson. It's essentially a female assassin who, after being poisoned and given less than 24 hours to live, goes on a manhunt through the streets of Tokyo and befriends a daughter of a past target.
0: Oh, shit. I like that idea. I can see, like, a Kill Bill kind of vibe to it a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, Once Um, I read that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm sold. And it's like that. Um, Then we got... um, Another one was called Outside the Wire, which is, comes out on tomorrow, which is starred Anthony Mackie, which looks great. Um, yeah. I,
0: by uh, the way, guys, you can actually catch the trailer reaction to that on the channel as well that Frenchie and I did. If you didn't get a chance to actually check out Outside the Wire, the trailer, we actually have the re- trailer review up on the channel. So,
1: Okay. The next movie is Red Notice, which stars Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, which this wasn't really supposed to be a Netflix movie. It was supposed to be a universal movie, and it's directed by the guy that did uh, Central Intelligence and Skyscraper with Dwayne Johnson. And it's an action comedy. Essentially, The Rock's an FBI agent, and he's trying to he's trying to hunt. I think mean, somebody puts out a red notice, which is like f, f- um, like Inter- Interpol's version of like these are very c- bad people that you need to find or whatever. Ryan Reynolds plays a con man, figuring him and Gal Gadot's an art thief. So something happens where all three of them have to team up. And something happens and this from what I saw in the trailer is like a sequence was like Ryan Reynolds gets like punches the rock in the throat. And and, and like and he's like, oh, no, he punches him in the head and he goes, I'm so sorry. I meant to punch you in the throat. (laughs) I mean, this is I mean, three of them together with the rock and Ryan Reynolds. I was immediately sold in it anyway. And this is this is Netflix. It costs I think it's a Netflix movie that's one hundred twenty five to one hundred fifty million dollars the cost to make this one. So it's another high budget. It's a high budget one for them. And then the other, the last action movie that they mentioned on the article was a movie called uh, Sweet Girl. It stars Jason Momoa and Marisa Tomei. So this is an act, an essentially an action movie because I saw the trail, like the brief clip. Some great action. Um, so as a devastated husband vows to bring justice on the people responsible for the death of his wife while pro- um while protecting the only family he has left, his daughter. Um. So this like. Like, again, I got all this info because I had to research it myself. And then the the horror movies that they have is a movie called Fear Street Trilogy. I didn't get much info on that.
0: Okay, I know Um. what that is. It's based off of R.L. Stein with the Young Adult series. And I used to read those books back when I was in fifth grade and everything. And I grew up reading Fair Street novels. So Mm -hmm. if you're into like different stories, I'm not sure if it's gonna be like an anthology series like they did with the books because each book is different. But if you're into goosebumps, if you're into that kind of spooky stuff that R.L. Stein does fair street is one of those series that I highly recommend because that's what got me into uh, reading more Stephen King stuff. That's what got me into reading other people's work and everything because of R.L. Stein. So check out fair street whenever it
1: drops. Um. I didn't get a date on that. Uh, they mentioned this sometime in 2021. And then there's No One Gets Out Alive was the title. Then there's Someone living, someone Inside Your House. Man, that sounds like a Lifetime movie. Or <laughs>
0: <laughs> or Hallmark. right?
1: <laughs> one of those investigation discoveries. Like, my, yeah. Um, things Heard and Seen. Okay, and that's all the horror stuff that they mentioned. And now we're getting into the thrillers, which is a huge list. So um, you got... Um, Red, Blood Red Sky, Beckett, um, Escape from Spiderhead, which it's got, uh, this one I've got details on. It stars Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller, and Journey Smollett, and it's directed by Joseph uh, Kaczynski. He, I believe he directed, huh. uh, I think, one of the, tr- I think Tron, uh, the Tron's Legacy, and he directed yeah. Oblivion. So essentially, in the near future, two prisoners take part in a new drug test in order to shorten their prison sentences. I'm like Chris Hemsworth and Netflix. They had a hit, so I mean, I'll probably watch this. Um, yeah, there's a movie called Intrusion. You get it, we're getting another version of Munich. Um, um, a movie called O2. Probably something related to oxygen. That'd be my guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> night. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The Swarm. And Netflix is like actually bought the rights to The Woman in the Window, which is the movie that starred Amy Adams. Um, that was the one that was supposed to be released last year, um, I think by Fox. I think, um, and now now Netflix has it, so that's coming out in sometime this year. They um, uh, they only mentioned one sci-fi movie called Stowaway. Um, didn't get much details. I can go and look for look that up if we want. Um, I can skip over the romance movies um, anyway. They're called A Castle for Christmas. O'S, Canios, um, probably a foreign language movie, um, The Kissing Booth 3, Love Hard, The Last Letter from Your Lover, The Princess Switch 3, To All the Boys, Always and Forever, and then there's an untitled Alicia Keys rom-com. Okay, moving on. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, There was a lot of dramas. I didn't get much info from this. Again, I need to see trailers and stuff. But there's a movie called Beauty, uh, Beauty, Blonde, Bombay Rose, Bruised, Concrete Cowboy, Fever Dream, um, Malcolm Marie, which is the Zendade and um, uh, John David Washington romance movie coming out on February 5th. you got one movie called Monster... Um, Penguin Bloom, January 27th. This movie was just already released. It was Pieces of Woman, starring uh, Vanessa Kirby and Shiloh Booth, I believe was in this. The Dig, January 29th. The Guilty, The Hand of God, The Power of the Dog, Starling, The White Shiloh Tiger, the and two untitled movies, and I'm not going to butcher their names. And then one Western called The Harder They Fall, and I believe it stars Regina King is one of them. I think she's directing it. Um, um, now we get the comedies, and there's some pretty good ones. Um, one's called Eight uh, Eight Rue de Humante. I'm not sure what that is. After the Afterlife of the Party. Um, I'm excited for this one. Um, this one is called Bad Trip. It stars Eric Andre, Lil Ray Howery, and Tiffany Haddish. Essentially, it was like. Kind of like more, pr- kind of like it's like a movie version of the Eric Andre show. I think mean, it pranks because this movie was supposed to be released in theaters. Now Netflix has it's coming out anyway. Um, they steal Tiffany Haddish's car and she's a criminal. So, I mean, it's just, again, I'm an Eric Andre fan. His show is hysterical. So I'll probably check it up. Okay. This is the juggernaut of the comedies. And how they got this cast together is that it's a movie it's called Don't Look Up. It's directed by Adam McKay. It's got Jennifer Lawrence. Leo DiCaprio, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet, Matthew Perry, Ron Perlman, Chris Evans, Tyler Perry. It's essentially two low-level astro- uh, astronomers attempting via media tour to warn mankind about an asteroid that will destroy Earth. And the two the two low-life astronomers is Jennifer Lawrence and Leo DiCaprio. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's gonna be funny. Uh, it's actually gonna be different seeing Leonardo DiCaprio on something funny because all I've been seeing him is he's in something beard. serious.
1: Huh? He's got a very heavy beard and he's wearing glasses, <laughs> so it's kind of weird seeing him like this. It's they, this is a, uh, you see a brief glimpse of this during that two minute trailer that they have shown everything. And once I saw Leo and Jennifer Lawrence the same, they were like I was sold. But then I just looked at the cast before we started this. Oh my God, how they got all these. Oscar winners in the same movie. so And it's Adam McKay, so there's going to be some, it's going to be funny. Dude, I've um, just seen,
2: after hearing Tyler Perry's in it, I'm hoping they bring in Medea. That'd be funny as shit
0: if he plays her. <laughs> just randomly just have Medea in there. On the asteroid. Or with a yeah, I could see her just running on the asteroid with a chair.
1: I could Personally, I thought he was the best part of Gone Girl.
0: <laughs> yeah i like how he said both of y'all are just fucked up
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's gonna uh, be like, yeah, like you there, it's gonna be like a, a, a like a criminal on lethal injection or something of that nature right. um some other movies that they mentioned was called double dad not sure what that is i care a lot which comes out february 19th a movie called moxie march 3rd the last mercenary um this superhero comedy movie called thunder force stars melissa mccarthy and octavia spencer so if you're not melissa mccarthy fans you probably just will not watch it i mean i i am and it's directed by her husband so i mean it's just um i think it's essentially octavia Spe- it's like a world with super villains or something essentially and um and then so octavia is like able to create this um the serum that you can give superpowers to any random person Uh, Too bad she accidentally gives it to her her estranged best friend, Melissa McCarthy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, Um, I I used to like Melissa McCarthy, but I feel like when her and her husband are teaming up to make movies together, they tend to actually do this. They climb up a hill, and then all of a sudden it just plummets down. Like, it just... I don't really yeah. I've been hoping for some type of redemption from Melissa McCarthy. I'm always rooting some for her, stuff like that. But whenever it comes down to her and her husband making films, it is yeah. it's very bland to me. Should like, happen.
1: I right. I like I mean I was glad uh he didn't direct Spy and Spy was fantastic. That Paul Feig right. directed that and that was a fantastic movie. Even though this movie got panned, and her husband didn't direct this one, I don't believe, but the uh the Happy Time murders is absolutely hysterical. It's it was this. If you guys don't know what this is, so essentially, Muslim McCarthy. It's in a world of puppets, and it's like yeah, everyone thinks oh puppets, yeah, it's kids' movies, yay, yeah. No. So essentially, it's uh the Happy Time, um the Happy Time game was TV, a children's TV show, and it had uh um had like all the puppets all there, and it was all fan Elizabeth Banks is in this. So eventually, somebody is out killing. All these child stars, so they're killing these puppets, and Melissa McCarthy. So, like, so the other guy, I think he he was a he's a cop. So it's a, it's Melissa McCarthy's working with a puppet and the two, and then um, the two of them have got to figure out who's killing all these puppets from this TV show. All right, the first five minutes, <laughs> you know exactly what you're getting into. This movie's hysterical. Like, I mean, it's like if kids think, oh, it's puppets. No, it's directed by uh, John, I think Jim Henson's son. From, uh, like that, did the Muppets. So, this is like the if the Muppets were drinking and doing drugs, essentially. It's, it's so messed up, but it's, let's oh. just say there's very moments when I was crying, laughing. It was, it's like, it's so, it's very, critics hated it and, 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 and care. But Melissa McCarthy's mm-hmm. hilarious in that. I mean, and it's like, she, um, So like, she gets shot. So they have to replace her organs with a puppet organ. (laughs) So she's addicted to she's addicted to this maple syrup, which is like this cocaine sugar or whatever. So and then it's like they're asking her, "You need to snort it." I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, sorry about your partner. It's like, oh, nope, she's alive. But it's it's something I recommend checking out. It's called the Happy Time Murders. It is hysterical. (laughs) Um, Like there's puppet sex shops. I mean, it's it's hysterical. I mean, Melissa McCarthy's uh, husband does not direct it. So it's another one of those funny movies. So, yeah, that's this my recommend. And then, then they list a bunch of family movies called A Boy Called Christmas, A Winter's Tale from the Shaun the Sheep, Back to the Outback, Fun and Ohana, um, The Loud House, Night Brooks, Robin Robin, Skater Girl. We get another animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Troll Hunters, Rise of the Titan, Wish Dragon, Yesterday. Um, that's coming out March 12th. And then we get two musicals, one directed by or involving Lynn uh, Manuel um, Miranda. I think the two movies are a week away and Tick Tick Boom. So essentially, it's over 70 movies. Netflix is out. So this is their counteracting what HBO is doing and uh, <laughs> Disney. Plus. Here, you're going to nail these movies out there.
0: All right. So, so, um, I
1: mean, a lot of the action movies, I'm intrigued on that. Especially the one with uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as the assassin. That's got poison, so that's that's gonna be great. Um, the Army of the Dead, the uh, Zack Snyder movie, I'm I'm pumped for that. Um, Jason Momoa in an action movie, I'm okay with that. I'll probably watch that. Um, um the dramas, i need to see more before I make a judgment on that. I mean, they're very hit or miss mm-hmm. with the dramas. <laughs> But was there anything that I mentioned from that very long list um, you guys want to discuss more or not really?
2: Uh, I mean, just carrying off of what you said, I was looking at Army of the Dead with Dave Bautista. And it's funny because he's wearing like all camouflage and shit. I know how he plays Drax in the Avengers. He's like, I'm invisible. You know, if he (laughs) says that line in Army of the Dead, I'll lose my shit.
0: (laughs) I hope that he does use that line, to be honest with you. But those three movies are my top three movies that I would actually watch off of Netflix. And then, of course, and a, you know, um, the Fair Street stuff also excites me. So I'm – this is me speculating. I'm thinking that might actually be sometime in October when we actually see that when it finally yeah. drops.
1: I'm excited for that comedy with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Leo. I mean, yeah, that too. I am a heat. Huge- I'm a huge Leo fan. When I found out the two of them in it and it's Adam McKay and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm sold. I think this might be it might be entertaining. Um
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, other
1: other ones I'm like I'm probably like the horror movies I probably won't watch. I'm not a huge horror fan. Um I absolutely despise musicals, so I'm <laughs> avoiding musicals. I've seen too many musicals that I'm like that like like I saw one that practically ruined musicals for me that I had to watch in a film class. Um, which
0: was that
1: Dancer in the Dark with I didn't see that, one. Yeah, I
0: uh,
1: see that one. This I like I had to watch this in my film genre class. Um, it's directed by Lars von like Trier or whatever. Like he, he makes weird movies. So essentially it's a musical that's uh, I, I was like that's a musical on drugs. Essentially, it's like a very like she's she's a dancer, she likes to dance and her eyesight's going bad, hence the title. Dancer in the dark. Um, um, I'm not gonna go any further because I don't want to spoil it on here. Because I definitely will spoil people to essentially. I don't think anybody's
0: gonna be complaining about spoiling a musical.
1: (laughs) No, but this like she's okay. So she works at a factory. She's dancing. She almost cuts her hand off because she's not paying attention.
2: (laughs) Story of my life.
1: (laughs) Um, And then, and 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 yeah. (laughs) Her neighbor tries to steal her money, and so the the husband's a cop kills himself, <laughs> and so she's blamed for the she's blamed for his murder. So she's out running, and then they trick her into dancing so the cops can get her. She and then she she gets, she gets she's at court, she's dancing, thinking like she she sees this actor, and then the actor never seen her in life, and she gets she gets she's like, all right, you're going to jail, you're dying by death penalty, you're you're gonna you're gonna be yeah. So and then she's on Death Row. She's dancing on Death Row, and it's just two hours of my life. I'm never getting back. This movie's horrible. There, <laughs> yeah, I spoiled it for you. Yeah, I just saved you two and a half hours. <laughs> Avoid it. That this movie ruined musicals.
0: I was gonna say I can't wait not to see that,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty bad. It's like Daredevil dancing, right?
2: Dancing Daredevil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would have made it entertaining. Daredevil involved him dancing, dancing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then again, I'm not a Bjork fan. I can't stand her voice.
2: I mean, that would explain the choreography in Daredevil if he was a dancer. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. But if you don't like, if you if if you love Bjork, I still don't recommend seeing this movie. It ruins it for you. It puts in a different light. It puts in her like, like, what is she doing? What does she agree with to do this movie? And it's just like. I called it a uh, musical laced with drugs. <laughs> see, I
0: would actually pay and put this on a pantheon of you just watching the musical and just you ranting about this movie <laughs> as you're watching it.
1: <laughs> segment. Me ranting about a movie. I would slowly fall asleep. I would... No, I, like I said, I, 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 I'd immediately fast forward and I'm like, nothing's seen here. You don't need to see anything here. Okay, yay, it's over. <laughs> Two an hour movie, I'll be done in thirty minutes.
2: <laughs> I'd pay money for you to like with improv and actually pretend you enjoy the whole thing, you know.
1: Right. It's like, oh, this is so great. You're gonna have to pay me a lot of money for this.
0: <laughs> Matter of fact, Jeremy John did a movie review and everything. I forgot what it was. He hated the film. Because, yeah, this is so great. It is an awesome movie. And then all of a sudden he goes, This is horseshit. This movie sucks. <laughs> I forgot what he, he did. Comes...
1: What... There's a, there's oh, a yeah. segment for us. My reaction, like, like me watching and having the force to watch this movie and, and trying to do that. I mean, like I said, I mean, the, 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 there's ups and downs by my film class, but my film, like some of the movies I had to watch. I mean, I had to watch <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. I did not want to watch that movie. <laughs>
0: But is there anything else that you wanted to talk about,
1: though? Or is that no? I um maybe that's the other news is that um you probably I don't know if anybody's seen it, but uh, uh the No Time to Die is probably gonna get delayed. It it got delayed again to about the fall. Um, don't have the article, just the the date, right. but that's what I remember. and then I I'm not surprised. I'm like the longer they wait, the more people that we get to see in theaters, and this is the this is the big bang. Daniel Craig's last Bond movie, you heard. I was already sold on it from there when I do. saw the first trailer. I've been pumped for this movie for for a while. Um, I'm ready for them to get a good ending, um, and I think like Rami Malek's gonna be pr- a great villain. Um, and I'm and I'm just excited to see the action sequences in it. And then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm that that's that's what I'm really pumped for. I'm I'm happy that they're doing, and That means the better chance get to get seen in theaters.
0: But uh, what about you? Joe? Are you excited for it or your big James Bond Not, fan? Yeah. I mean, like
2: uh, to me it's like James Bond is like it's like one of the iconic like you know, male figures, you know what I mean? It's like always was a guy. And now with the rumor, like it's it's a girl, like I don't even know if that's official. You know, it's it's different. Like we're changing. Like Doctor Who was a guy for, you know, so long. And right. you know, then they put a girl as the main character. So it's just like it's it's changing with culture. It's like you know, things can be what you want to be. You can be what you want to be. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to symbolize. You know, one sex can be. You know, two different sexes. Right. And it's, it's kind of it's it's different, but you know it's it's the culture we're living in. So, like, I mean, she,
1: her character is a double O. Um, I don't know if they mentioned that she's double O seven or not. Um, and they haven't really officially announced the, the direction they're going. I think they're waiting till the movie. Gets released, and yeah. it, then they're gonna announce how they're gonna move forward with it. Again, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm just, i just want to see it. Honestly, okay. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it. I mean, the action sequences I've seen from the, the second trailer, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. Right?
2: Yeah, and but I mean, care, I mean yeah, like I totally see it. And carrying on the movie list <laughs> that you were mentioning, like there are two titles that stuck out, like Love Hard. Like, I'm trying to think what the heck could that be about? Like, I'm gonna love you <laughs> hard. It's like sequel
0: from the John C. Riley movie, Rock Hard. <laughs> Remember,
1: <laughs> that's all I yeah, could think I of is Rock
0: hard, Rock hard with the Dewey Cox story.
1: Okay, <laughs> but, um, I
0: to, but I do want to piggyback off in of phone. Charlie for a minute, though, too. Yeah. Uh, but and also what Joe was saying about James Bond. You see, I think that just... Here's the thing. James Bond can be anybody, like Joe said. And yes. if they're doing it off of the O thing, she can just be another number and everything. It'd be like 008, 009, 0010. She doesn't actually have to be 007. Something could actually happen to Bond in this uh, movie to the point where it's like, okay, she takes the reins over now that Bond is gone. And, and then she comes in as being like a 008. So therefore, we won't even have Bond at that point. We'll have a 008 or 0010. You can actually do... It's like changing phone numbers. It's just recycling numbers. Somebody else has that agent number. So that could be the same concept. That's just my philosophy of actually thinking.
2: No, no, I'm with you. Like I can totally see that. Like Maybe James Bond dies in the movie, and then she just picks up the suit, the bash, the gun... You know carries on it's kind yeah. of like uh almost the same way with black panther you know had the main actor playing him he passed away mm-hmm. and now we see movie posters with um was it the black panther scientists now putting on the suit yeah uh, sure. it's like it's like it's 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 not black panther but you know it, it kind of is you know what i'm saying right. So it's like taking over that role or taking over that you know, symbol etc and, yeah, Charlie, the other movie, Power of the Dog. Like, uh-huh. what the hell? Like, that's something, yeah. that's All right, something that I want <laughs> to
1: I found out your info about Love Hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what is Love Hard about? The movie centers on a girl from L.A. who desperately wants to find love. When she turns to her dating app, she falls for an East Coast guy who seems perfect. When she surprises him with an in-person visit, she realizes that she's been catfished. To add insult to injury, she also learns that the guy he impersonated actually lives in her town. Thankfully, there's hope when the imposter offers offers to set her up with her true love interest, but he he only do this if she pretends to be his girlfriend for a few days. Yikes! Um. So anyway, the the ca- the main cast so far is Nina Dobrev, for who's best known for her work on The Vampire Diaries, will take on the lead role. Jimmy O Yang. Um, from Crazy Rich Asians, will likely play the trickster, and Riverdale's Charles Melton will likely be the true love interest. No idea when this is coming out, but there's your info on that one. Let me find your other info for the Power of the Dog.
0: <laughs> I still like my I still like my idea better. The Dewey Cox uh, yeah. sequel. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the world. And that movie actually sounds like my dating life with the dating app. So that's a no for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so The Power of the Dog is based off the book of, um, I think, by Thomas Savage, and it's uh, it's a, a, a internationally co-produced. Uh, the novel, the same name, stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Christ, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, um, Toma- Thomason Mackenzie, and Codit Smith McPhee, a man war- wages war against his brother's new wife. That's the description. <laughs> <laughs> That's the description. This is core of Wikipedia, so there we go. <laughs> is this man have a dog? Like, what? This? Well, I don't understand anymore. I'm
2: going to make a movie called Luke Cry dog. Hard now. What? <laughs> so I'm going to make a movie Cry Hard based on the information we're getting.
0: Where John McCain... John McWay... John McCain.
2: Yeah.
1: John, did you have any movies you want me to look up that you're interested in by Netflix? To be honest with you, the ones that you mentioned are the
0: ones that I'm really interested in and everything. Some okay. of the other ones, I'm like, eh, I can always just go on ahead, look through the descriptions once um, they get released and be like, okay, I heard of this movie. Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just go ahead and re-watch Zack Snyder's film. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, one more movie I'm looking up is the that uh, I think the Munich movie. Um, it's uh, okay. Th- there's no description. It's um, yeah. it's obviously based off on, So it's obviously the the book. I think they're doing a book version of like adaptation of the movie of Munich. Um, it's got jo- Jeremy Irons, George McKay, and um, a lot of people I'm not familiar with. Um yeah so anyway like i said i mean i don't know from what i've seen in munich i've seen the eric Bana one and i thought that was that was entertaining um so I'm intru- and this one i need to see more but that was the one i was just looking up um there's a lot of interesting movies on here like i want to know what o2 was <laughs> That's where i swear this is the, Ox- yeah, this is the one that I said about oxygen, but I could be wrong. Oh, let me see.
2: I see you're trying to love hard. <laughs> Not
1: that easy. Um, okay, there's no description. It's a survival thriller film. So it's obviously leading to my suspe- like suspicions it's about oxygen. <laughs> it's American-French <laughs> one, too. Um. Maybe it's about yeah. space,
0: where they're running out of oxygen and they have to find ways to tr- uh, survive. I don't know. It'd
2: be funny if it for someone's name, like Elon Musk. You know, he named his kid some like weird-ass name.
0: Hey, <laughs> okay. motherfucker O2, get him over here. <laughs> We're going to sit down, <laughs> O2. Come here.
2: It'd be like James <laughs> Bond, <You're> like <laughs> 007. You got O2.
0: You know it would be funny if they did it like this? Hey, O2, come over here, motherfucker. Come over here. (laughs) Sit down right here. Sit next to Optimus Prime. Sit down.
2: Starring Samuel (laughs) L. Jackson. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) But that's pretty much everything that I wanted to cover. Uh, What about you guys?
1: No, I think I know all found out what I need to know about some of these movies. I mean, Love Hard.
2: I'm going to be asking people that. like, I'm be like, what'd you get so-and-so for their birthday? Oh, is it a love-hard gift? <laughs> <I'm> like, what?
0: <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: I mean, some of the names for Isn't some of these game? movies. It's like, this? wow. We're all
0: going, 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 will you love me? Will you love me hard?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
0: Then they just cry hard.
2: Wow. Right. wow. I,
1: mean, that's what's, I just went through the dictionary just to name these movies. Okay, let's go. Oh, we haven't used this one yet. Let's use this as a title. Like, Concrete, uh, concrete something. Concrete cowboy. Was it a cowboy that dances in concrete? I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it. This sounds like a the sequel to John Travolta's movie, and everything it was a, he played like a cowboy. I forgot what it, that movie was, but uh, I don't even want to know. Like, this
2: is you know when you have ran out of ideas. You know, yeah. kind of cowboys no, dancing and. Is-
0: this is the list that you would get if this was in January for movies, it would be that toilet bowl season of movies (laughs) and everything that they would just go in and say, you know what? It's the first of the year people are dying for a movie. So let's go in and put love heart in there. We're going to put a year of the dog in there. We're going to put some other stuff in there and we're just going to flush it and see what happens.
1: (laughs) So it's a It's a Western concrete cowboy, a Western drama film. (laughs) Can you love Easy? And, yeah. <laughs> and it stars Idris Elba. Okay.
0: Okay. It has potential to maybe be good, but... <laughs> because of Idris Elba, but... There's <laughs> a small potential. Small, small.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm like, okay, you guys thought it was a drama, but it's technically a Western, so it should have been on their Western category. I, I, I don't know. It's just... That. But some, of the, some of the names like the movies that, that, the, all the action movies except for maybe Awake sounds an, interesting um, and then that one com- the two comedies like I, I'm excited for Bad Trip because I mean seeing what Eric Andre can do to the public I mean all the pranks he's done I'm intrigued what he does in this one and then of course the uh, Don't Look Up the Jennifer Lawrence Leo movie I mean I was probably going to watch it because Leo's in it and Leo can do no wrong at this point <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I want to see Leo outside of the realm of dramas and stuff. So it's good to see him in something comical. Not saying Wolf of Wall Street was not; um, it was more like a dark comedy. But still, I'd like yeah. to actually see him outside of that realm. So I'm sorry. I mean, he was
1: he, he was great in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, yeah. that I mean, that was a com. I mean, the, the sequence with him like chugging the margarita mix, yelling at the hippies. I mean, that, that thing was hysterical. <laughs>
2: He needs to be in a Titanic too, like that would be Oscar-worthy. Well, I mean, it's like they it. Yeah, they,
1: I mean, True. <laughs> are they going to bring him back? Because that's what everybody really wants to know. Are you bring, if you do Titanic? Well, Titanic two, when yep, they announce that, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're. D- they're, d- they're they're setting sail on the Titanic Two, and Leo's like, "F no."
2: I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's actually a Titanic Two trailer where they pull Leo out oh. of water and he's frozen.
1: Oh yeah, I heard that's yeah. a travesty. Oh, no. <laughs> um, right. But no, I mean, like, 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 I mean, just all the jokes during the Oscar season that uh, Brad Pitt kept thrown shades at James Cameron, I'm like, "Hey, Leo, I would have left room on the on the uh, on the piece of wood for you." <laughs> right. <laughs> Because ah. they proved that on MythBusters that he could survive, she just felt like hogging it for herself. <laughs> God, the bastard!
0: <laughs> Alrighty,
1: so. no, no, I'm good. I got nothing else. Yeah, okay. Here. I'm so, out. okay,
0: me too. I I don't have that much as well. So. With that being said, guys, that's going to do it for the show for tonight. Tomorrow night, I'm actually going to have independent actress Rossi McCree with me tomorrow night. We're going to be reviewing American Gangster with starring uh, Denzel Washington. So we're going to be doing that movie tomorrow night. Then Saturday, I'm going to have another podcaster with me from Listen, Listen. And hold on one second. I actually have something from Tara. How do you make Titanic 2? Go <laughs> <laughs> on, on YouTube.
1: Get another go ship ahead. called Titanic 2. There you go. And they crash into the same iceberg. And that, that's the true villain, the iceberg. <laughs> and it's the true hero, too.
2: <laughs> if you go on YouTube and type in Titanic 2 trailer, I shit you not, there's actual yep. fan made trailer. You got to watch that. That's how they do it.
1: There's an actual movie, Titanic 2. I'm not joking. And there's, like, the there's like, like, yeah, I it heard it's terrible. I mean, only like 10 people died in it.
2: But yeah, Michael that's why it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Only ten people died. It sucked. <laughs> Only, ten
0: Only ten people died in this one. It was not as bad I as mean, Titanic one, where we had all those fatalities. You know, but it was not bad. <laughs> you know, I mean Titanic two
1: was like it was that, but I mean you can't beat the greatest game of human plinko, Titanic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys. Um. So anyways. <laughs> Like I said, uh, I'm going to have independent uh, actress Ross McCree with me tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Central, Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time to talk about American Gangster. Saturday, I actually have um, a, another podcaster from Listen, Listen from Britain. We're actually going to be reviewing The Mask and everything. And that's also going to be another video review. It's going to actually probably be around 10, maybe 11 o'clock in the morning for that, for that review. So go on ahead, check that out. Then Sunday, I'm going to be busy doing something else. I forgot what else I have planned for Sunday, but I know I have something planned for Sunday. Monday is going to be another uh, rollout of different things I'm going to be doing. So stay tuned for that. We actually have a movie page for all your intimates and wants. It's called movieloversunite.com. Go ahead there, click on that now. Check out everything that we have to offer. Another thing, too, guys, is if you want to donate to the show, you guys don't have to go in and click the link below. We're also sponsored by Audible. Go on ahead, get yourself a 30 day trial, read some Fair Street novels. Click that link below, get your 30 day trial from us. And then, of course, you know, you guys can follow me on J- John DeGorio8 on Twitter or Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter. You guys can also go ahead and find this. Uh, version of the podcast on all audio podcasts and everything, wherever you get your podcasts from. Then you guys can also follow me on movie lovers, TV lovers unite on, on Instagram and also on Facebook as well. Then we also have a Pinterest movie lovers, TV lovers unite. And then of course we also have a Patreon that's www.patreon.com forward slash movie lovers unite. And always until next time guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again with you guys. And have a great night. Thank you guys for joining see me. Let's see you guys. See